Phil, first of all, talk, tell us a little bit about this 125th anniversary bobblehead collection involving Michigan State basketball. Yeah, so it's a special year for Michigan State uh, celebrating the 125th anniversary of uh, college basketball at the university. And what better way to celebrate than with bobbleheads? Uh, so we worked with the university to come up with five special edition bobbleheads. Uh, the first one featuring the mascot Sparty and then two bobbleheads of Tom Izzo and Judd Heathcote, uh, both coaches who brought national championships uh, to Michigan State and thought uh, what better way to celebrate them than with bobbleheads, uh, one sort of standard bobblehead and then one uh, more of a championship celebration bobblehead for each of them. Yeah, it, it is easy to do that with, um, you know, some of the not only leaders, but also the figures as well. Uh, when you were, when I say you being the National Bobblehead uh, uh, Hall of Fame and Museum, uh, when you were talking with Michigan State, were they talking about any of the historic players as well? Obviously, when you talk Michigan State basketball, one thing's immediately of Irvin Johnson, perhaps his uh, national championship teammate, uh, 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 Greg Kelser, or maybe of Mateen Cleaves. Was any players considered or not really? Yeah, so they reached out to us actually about participating in the program. We produced uh, their bobblehead for them, and uh, they wanted us to to produce some bobbleheads. Uh, we would have loved to produce uh, bobbleheads of players, and I'm sure they would have uh, loved to as well. We did ask about it, uh, but it was a little bit more complicated with getting the players' permissions. Uh, so at this time, no, but maybe uh, down the road we'll have uh, some bobbleheads of players to share. And now with name, image, likeness in college sports, you know, there's also the opportunity for bobbleheads of current players. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the process, not only obviously with Michigan State it being 125 years, but obviously uh, the museum works with other schools and other pro entities as well. So this is almost like an ongoing process, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, we're on a daily basis sort of finding out something new that uh, is going on, whether it's a new mascot or a new anniversary, new players doing something uh, viral. So, yeah, there's always opportunities for new bobbleheads. Uh, but, yeah, 125 is a special year. There's a really cool logo that the university developed, um, and that's incorporated in all the bobbleheads. Uh, so, yeah, when we get approached by a school like Michigan State to be a part of this, we jump on that opportunity uh, but we also keep our eyes open uh, for other opportunities like it, and uh, hopefully we don't miss any. But, yeah, there's a lot of great uh, great opportunities, and, you know, there, this is the first bobblehead of uh, Judd Heathcote. Um, you know, hasn't been one of Tom Izzo in quite a while, uh, and a special edition Sparty bobblehead. So, yeah, I think uh, fans will enjoy the series, and they're available individually or as a full collection of five. This is a good opportunity, Phil, to sort of uh, take a look at really – an industry that I want to say at least at least 15 of not 20 years it has really involved evolved from the classic uh, 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 Cupid doll type bobblehead to now custom made bobbleheads and likenesses and, and the like. And obviously the museum has been uh, in the vanguard in that regard. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how this has evolved, because I, I when one thinks about bobbleheads, you know, being a few years older, you know, we still think of the Cupid about down ones, but uh, that's far from far from that now. Yeah, so they actually date back to the late 1700s. There's uh, two figurines behind Queen Charlotte in her dressing room at Buckingham Palace and uh, painting from the 1700s, and uh, the heads actually nodded on those. Uh, they became popular in the U.S. in 1960s when they had the first officially licensed sports bobbleheads of the baseball, basketball, football, and hockey teams. 
Um, they sort of faded out in the 70s and 80s, but then 1999 was the first uh, stadium giveaway for a player-specific bobblehead with the San Francisco Giants and Willie Mays. Um, and since then, yeah, as you mentioned, they've evolved a lot uh, in 1999 or in the two, early 2000s, even uh, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have a bobblehead of, you know, Tom Izzo standing on a ladder, uh, waving the flag in the, or waving the net in the same way that, uh, you know, he did when Michigan State won that title. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a lot of changes, a lot of evolution, and you can even do custom bobbleheads of, you know, a friend, family member, or yourself, uh, just a single bobblehead nowadays. So what led you and others involved to create the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum? Yeah, so it started with just a passion for bobbleheads and collecting. Uh, we had one bobblehead in 2003 when the minor league team in Rockford, Illinois, gave away a bobblehead for the first time of uh, their mascot, Rocco the Riverhawk. And uh, that sort of turned into you know, a collection when we started to go to some games in the area, going to school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, the collection grew slowly over time. But 2013, we had about 3,000 bobbleheads accumulated somehow um, and also sought out to produce a bobblehead for the first time. And so we put the idea of having a one-of-a-kind museum dedicated to bobbleheads along with the company that produces and markets unique bobbleheads and developed the idea for the museum. And we've been open uh, to the public since February 1st, 2019 and have welcomed visitors from all 50 states and about 25 different countries to the museum, uh, which is in Milwaukee and open seven days a week. And then we also produce and market unique bobbleheads of all different genres and anything you can think of. The thing that I would think has uh, been really helpful. Yeah. 2019, you mentioned about it starting, but really uh, uh, it, it sort of gained a lot of momentum when the museum got involved with a Dr. Anthony Fauci bar bobblehead during uh, the 2020 COVID outbreak. And uh, it just seemed as if that really put you guys in the map. Maybe I'm overstating it, but really that was, I do remember that. Yeah, so that is pretty true, I'd say. Um, you know, we've had some viral bobbleheads over the years. The first one really being Sister Jean from Loyola, Chicago in 2018. So we got a, a lot of notoriety for that, uh, both regionally and, and nationally. But then, yeah, the Dr. Fauci bobbleheads and then the other pandemic-related bobbleheads of dozens of different governors and uh, first responders, essential heroes, really um, you know, got us a lot of national and international attention, uh, raised money for a great cause, and uh, sold a lot of bobbleheads and kept us busy while the museum itself was closed during the pandemic. So it was sort of a win-win-win. It gave people a fun bobblehead uh, and other bobbleheads as well. With all due respect, Phil, are we getting to the point now where we are starting to see these classic ones especially, but even the ones that has been produced since 1999, uh, having great value now, more, far more value than perhaps they were when they first came out? Uh, are we seeing that now, or is it still a little too early for that? No, we do see that uh, there's bobbleheads that you know were available last year that maybe sold for $40 that are selling for $400 or $500. Uh, and then some of the old ones selling for thousands of dollars. Uh, there was a Yankees bobblehead that sold for $90,000 uh, a couple of years ago. So yeah, there is definitely appreciation. Not all of them appreciate. There's some, uh, you know, you might've got at a Pistons game that, you know, of a player that only played there for a year or two that might not be worth much, but then there's some that might sell for hundreds of dollars. Now, the question then is because, and with all due respect to the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, if uh, some of these sports Hall of Fames 
get a hold of, you know, maybe you are, are getting a hold of these teams involved, you know, uh, collect putting one of their collections in, say, at Cooperstown or in Springfield for basketball or Toronto for hockey uh, or Canton slash, uh, you know, Canton for pro football. You know, it's almost as if, hey, we have our own, but also we're also in the big Hall of Fames, too. Yeah, so there are bobbleheads in, in all those Hall of Fames as well. The Baseball Hall of Fame uh, we've collaborated with. They sell our bobbleheads in the gift shop. There's also others, um, you know, it's the Football Hall of Fame and uh, College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely something that we collaborate with. We get a lot of bobbleheads from teams that send them in, from uh, people that, that bring them in or drop them off. So, yeah, we have now over 10,000 unique bobbleheads on display and the more bobbleheads that are out there, whether it's at Hall of Fames or in people's collections or on display anywhere uh, is great, uh, great for us. And one final thing, Phil, uh, there are some trends that uh, have lasting value and others are great for maybe five or 10 years and then they fall off. You mentioned about the fact that the uh, uh, Cupid doll, as I call it, uh, bobblehead sort of faded out. Uh, in the 1970s and 1980s. Where do you see this industry going as we go through this 2020s and then maybe into possibly 2030? Uh, uh, is it easy to forecast or, you know, is the sky the limit or what? I think the sky really is the limit. You can turn anything into a bobblehead. Um, they're sort of like Barbies where they've remained consistent over the years and popular as opposed to like a Beanie Baby where the trend, uh, you know, was popular, but they made you know, in some cases, millions of them. Um, and, you know, people realize now that, you know, there's only a couple that might be worth anything and most of them, you know, aren't worth, worth much. Uh, but with bobbleheads, most of them are very limited, whether it's a team, you know, that gives out 500 to 5,000, there's a very set, you know, smaller number. A lot of the ones that we do are individually numbered, like the Michigan State ones, which are numbered to 2023. Uh, so there is that collectability and uh, there's fans all over the the country and the world that are interested in them. And so, if, you know, in case of in the case of a giveaway, they can't, you know, are not going to go to California to get a bobblehead of Steph Curry. It's a lot easier to go on eBay and maybe pay seventy five or hundred dollars for it. But uh, it's all supply and demand. And as that supply goes down and demand goes up, the price keeps going up. And we see that continuing to to be a, the most popular uh, giveaway and through all the sports. Uh, and that really hasn't changed since the late nineties. And we don't really see anything to uh, displace that fancy, a lot of value in the bobbleheads and really just enjoy them. It's something fun to have around and a great way to show your pride for your favorite team or, or player or coach.